Hi everybody. Uh, I'm still going to be talking about uh, uh, subjects related to the current conflict in Israel-Palestine because it's still all I've been thinking about. So if you usually come here for uh, less uh, <laughs> less heavy observations, it's, it's going to be another one of those episodes. Uh, and I want to say right up top, uh, uh, PCRF the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund, Medical Aid for Palestinians, MAP, uh, the American uh, Near East Relief Agency, I think it's called, ANERA, A-N-E-R-A, uh, uh, the UNRWA, the, they get food to people, the, the Palestinian Red Crescent Society, all good charities that you should be uh, donating to. We will post links in the show description like we did last week. And... Um, yeah, even if you're sort of a both sides person with this, I think your your knowledge will lead you to believe that uh, uh, we already give a lot of money to Israel. Palestine needs it more. Uh, they have less financial resources to work with, and they genuinely need medical and food aid, uh, which these organizations will help provide. So uh, please donate to that now more than ever as the uh, brutality uh, on Gaza escalates, and uh, people are are left with horrible fates and uh, places they can never go back to. The situation isn't ending soon. I I hope it does, but uh, you know, if I were a betting man, I don't think it's going to end within the next while. And I really hope it doesn't escalate further. Um, but you know, I can't predict that. Who knows? I just really hope. Um, there is some sort of ceasefire or it dies down or there's some sort of political will for that. And then, you know, not just a ceasefire, but rather there is a continued uh, consistent push for Palestinian rights after this. But um, who knows what will happen? I, I don't know what will happen uh, because uh, there's a lot of manipulated information. I Like, disinformation is is interesting because sometimes it isn't even disinformation. Sometimes it's not even information that's wrong. It's just sort of speculation or even advanced speculation that is taken as gospel um, that, that we're experiencing now in the current news cycle related to this conflict. And it's been driving me a little, a little crazy because if you're on one side of this thing, as I am, I'm sort of pro-Palestine, so I, my bias lies in willing to believe news that is more pro-Palestine. I have been, you know, fully convinced of that. I am axiomatically uh, married to the idea, and I don't mind saying it, that I think, uh, you, you know, uh, the, ut the, the thing of utmost importance that will lead to amelioration of this is by giving Palestinians many more rights, uh, by giving them lots of their land back, by uh, giving them, you know, uh, not just land back, not just their homes back, but also, you know, I don't know if one state solution or two state solution works, but just, you know, having some sort of greater agency and freedom of movement than they have now under uh, the current Israeli occupation. Um, you know, I think that is the, the one thing that will solve this you know, is, is just 
Israel giving up its power, which is a very difficult thing to convince a country to do, or anyone to do, is, you know, no one wants to give up power, right? No one wants to give up the ability to have control over what they see as an existential threat or security to their lives. You know, that's what we're fighting against. And, you know, that's what we're always fighting against with anti-colonialist stuff is, is you need to convince somebody who, who you can't really fight on a physical level because they're so overpowering to you. You need to convince them to give up some of their power. Um, so how the hell do you do that? <laughs> you, you know? Um, and that always seems like uh, the intractable situation. I mean, you can try and make it financially difficult for them to hold on to that power, usually is a, a method that people use. Um, because, you know, if you can't attack them directly, you can at least make them expend money to the point where they can no longer afford to do the maintenance of your colonial state, which, you know, who knows what's happening. But... Um, so there's been a lot of instances of sort of news cycle disputes or um, uh, uh, the idea that uh, Israel is faking or uh, they're making a lot of Hasbara that's sort of unconvincing um, and they're, they're, um, they're really like flooding uh, the news cycle with lots of sort of difficult to prove or somewhat bogus information i guess you could say and you know the argument that centrists would have is that well hamas is doing the same thing you know they exaggerate stuff as well or they put news stories out there to uh prod the cycle you know a little and earn sympathy for their side which is you know uh, fair i think every side tries to prevent information as sympathetically but it seems that when israel does it they have like um the, their proof is stranger <laughs> it seems like uh the proof that they present is usually um you know it, there there are things about it that seem to sow doubt in people that have would re that have reason to doubt israel or who are naturally predisposed to that i mean you you can point to an example of like uh, the one that every uh palestine supporter uh, points to is uh Israel killed Shireen Abu Akleh, uh, a, a journalist, a while back, and they denied it, and they denied it, and they denied it. They said it was Palestinians did that to her, and then it says, okay, it was us, you know, after. So this is, you know, we know they do stuff like this, which is why, and I don't know if they lie about absolutely everything. I would no way of fucking proving that. Uh, I don't, you know, wh what the fuck do I know? But we know they will lie about certain key things that are, really bad for their reputation or they know are bad for reputation or are worth obfuscating the story about because if they took credit for killing a journalist you know that would be you, you don't <laughs> that's you should you shouldn't have killed journalists you know that's not something you should do um we all we all agree to that but uh you know so um so if you are aware of something like this story and that's that's your image of what Israel does and how it promotes its uh, how it promotes itself or its sort of uh, military uh, intelligence then uh, you know you 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 probably have internalized a healthy skepticism towards anything the IDF puts out you know it's it's uh, 
and I'm not saying you shouldn't have skepticism towards the other side as well, but Israel is just uh, much more powerful. They literally just have more money than than Palestine, and which they use to, you know, uh, curry favor in their most important allies, uh, which is us in North America. You know, it's and it's not like I'm sure if. Palestine were able to do media promotion and you know they have some uh institutional allies in in places in in Qatar and and with Al Jazeera but you know it's just you know they're up against uh, a a media faction that I I I sincerely believe is uh biased towards promoting uh the state in the U.S. state interest in the maintenance of uh, Israel which, I, you know, I don't think that's a controversial... We can all agree that the U.S. likes Israel and wants to maintain Israel. You can uh, dispute as to the reasons why, um, but uh, you can argue about, you know, whether it's a, a noble thing about, you know, giving the Jews some sort of uh, comeuppance, uh, you know, whether we got together as a society and gave the Jews some sort of comeuppance after 5,000 years of suffering culminated in uh, uh, an unseen and unimaginable nightmarish bloodletting. Or, you know, you could also believe as, as I, it's, it's, some of it is that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's some people, a lot of people that believe that uh, equate genuinely equate support for Israel with this sort of noble progressivism of you know the power of democracy and what it could do. I don't think they are bad faith or cynical when they believe that. I think that you know they're sort of they're sort of a little wrong. <laughs> you know, it didn't represent that, or it turned out differently. Or you know, you can believe as I do that um, uh, what Israel represents is sort of a material, strategic. Uh, military option to put pressure on Arab states that you can then use for statecraft and to uh, get resources and to negotiate with them because you can always just flex a little muscle nearby. You can mobilize stuff easily through the Mediterranean to get, get it to where you need to be. So it's, you know, it functions on a very practical level for the United States in sort of expanding its interests and its influence and its ability to gather resources, as any country does, right? So I, I obviously, you know, um, America and Israel have a mutual vested interest in promoting each other because uh, one survives uh, based on the aid of the other and the implicit threat that their military will be will be used to quell any uh hostile incursions into israel and you know america benefits off of israel by you know as 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 its supporters would say uh, the linchpin of democracy in the middle east which is uh you know i i (laughs) i dispute that statement um and i think depending on your outlook of that whether you think it is this sort of noble progressive and which is very much an axiomatic outlook something that you can't necessarily prove quantitatively something that you sort of come by through visceral or anecdotal experience qualitatively um or you know you're all if you presume you're all working with the same information which we're not which that's what we're going to talk about as well but i i think you're also more willing to distrust um the stuff that the israeli government and the idf puts out there um inherently if you do believe as i do there is a vast asymmetry between the parties 
I think when you're you're talking to liberals or people that do both sides stuff with this, they believe there is not as much of an asymmetry. They believe there is, in actual fact, a symmetry between the parties. That Palestine, yeah, Israel does a lot of bad stuff to Palestine, but Palestine is used as this proxy country by powerful regional interests like Iran or Egypt in order to curry favor and gather resources and do resource consolidation for uh, the Arab world in the same way that the U.S. does resource consolidation for themselves by having Israel as a key ally in the area. So, um, and if you believe that um, Palestine is backed by these powerful entities and that creates a sort of symmetry, then I think you're more willing to believe what Israel puts out there because you think that, okay, they're playing, they're, they're playing the same game as Palestine, right? There's, you know, uh, this state is a proxy for our interests and Palestine is a proxy for uh, the interests of Iran or Egypt or, um, or even, you know, Russia. Some people tie it to Russia too, which I, I think is a little, that's a bit of a stretch. But... Uh, <laughs> um, it, that's the thing is that I think people are evaluating support for Palestine too with support they received in the past. Like um, Palestine once did have more symmetry with Israel in terms of uh, military backing throughout uh, the Arab world and uh, through, uh, you know, even, I don't know if I'm getting it wrong, but Soviet backing as well. You know, there, there were, there was more, uh, you know, there was more investment. I, I shouldn't say the Soviet thing. They did have a lot more investment uh, from the Arab world back in the day, back during the Six Days War. But what we've seen over the past 50 years, and I don't know if liberal people would acknowledge this, but um, is sort of a, a, a very deep erosion of that military support and solidarity from other Arab countries, such that the asymm asymmetry between Gaza and uh, Israel has only gotten worse over time, um, especially after um, there was that whole normalization effort with the Arab world, and, and Bibi got all buddy-buddy with the UAE, uh, and uh, now that's sort of backfiring in light of the recent events. Um, but um, yeah, for a while, because of just the momentum of globalization and capitalization and the the intermingling of the arab world with the global capital of america and everything you know as as what happened in the 90s and beyond you know, uh, it really uh, it, it really that that more than anything i think eroded support for for palestine just because it's like man we, we can do business. We can do the crazy UAE shit. We can build the Burj Khalifa because all this fucking Western money's flowing in now that we're, we've normalized relationships. We kind of like doing this now. We, we like, you know, because who doesn't like the excesses of capitalism? It's fun. You build the Las Vegas sphere. It's great. We can fuck over the world, but we got the Las Vegas sphere. And so, you know, something that I'm not, you know, I, I'm not immune to the charms of the sphere. I like the sphere. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so that sort of, we, we saw that eroding support as uh, the Arab world became more globalized and, and we, in the West, normalized relationships with them as well. It, you know, especially, I mean, we've been allies with Saudi for the longest time, but we're, you know, allies, allies, you know, it's, 
uh, not a, it, it's going to take a lot to destroy that relationship because it's sort of mutually beneficial in a toxic way. But uh, yeah, we supported them with with Yemen. That shit's fucked up. You can look up that shit. <laughs> but um, so so if your understanding of the situation with Israel Palestine is that there is a vast asymmetry between the parties, so much so that you know you cannot call this a war. You cannot call this uh, parties on equal footing, or it doesn't resemble a war. It resembles this massacre, just this constant massacre that's been occurring over 70 years, this slow, lurching, devastating massacre that has been occurring over the course of 70 years, where, uh, yeah, so if you're like me, and that's what you think, yeah, you're pretty much going to be suspicious of everything Israel tells you. Um, you know, maybe, and the thing is, sometimes they tell you the truth, because that's what also helps with uh, uh, disinformation or propaganda as well. Sometimes they will say something true, and they will build on it or exaggerate it in order to uh, suit their needs. Because if it's a little true, and then there's just another detail that you add on, then you know who cares? It was already true. You know they, and I think you know the best example of this was early in this news cycle. Um, there was the the talk of Palestinian uh, of of Hamas uh, they were they were beheading babies Hamas you know Hamas were beheading babies and um, you know obviously if it's true it's very bad I but uh, a lot of the sources for that seem to come internally from like single sources from IDF spokespeople. Um, and so a lot of people then on the internet who are sort of skeptical of this IDF information, uh, they, they, they said, well, you know, do you have any proof, you know, beyond what you said? Did, like, people, do you have, like, photos? You know, we can see photos of dead Gazan children. They're, they're happy to show us. I mean, they're not happy, but they're, they're, they're willing to show us the, I shouldn't say fucking happy, you know, they're willing to show us the fucking photos of their dead children, you know, who have been, like, brutally maimed or mutilated. You know, it's like uh, by Israeli airstrikes. It seems very easy to access the photos of those dead children if you want to see them. You can go to Times of Gaza, you know, you can go to that that account right now and see all the, all the horrible things you want. So why are you not as willing as them to show that, you know? Um what what is preventing is, is are the images so horrible that you can't show it but then they later then there were they did like a bunch of photos of like these are these are injured children but they weren't related to the 40 beheaded babies they were talking about earlier and then i think anyone you know on the left who is on the like the firmly pro-palestine side they were they were just saying that this story is fake right from the very beginning it is made to seem like these Hamas militants are, you know, that's what, I mean, even in the language you use about them, are Hamas militants or are they terrorists, right? Are they doing terrorism on the behalf of, like, a a government? Because, like, Hamas is, like, a government as well. So uh, can I guess governments are capable of doing terrorism in a way, but... if you're like treating them as a government government or like a sovereign uh, state as opposed to an organization, then they're 
like can they be class aren't they militants but um but i guess you know we we call them terrorists because terrorism has a pretty broad definition which they absolutely do meet which is you know using acts designed to incur violent acts designed to incur fear for some sort of political motive which yeah sure it's terrorism on that account but then everybody does terror literally everyone is a terrorist by that broad definition as well so you know it's they're they're militants when it's you and they're terrorists when it's them i guess you know it's also like a terrorism usually isn't backed by like the prevailing government i mean uh, a lot actually no that's not true lots of terrorism is backed by the prevailing government of a region but usually it occurs through like proxy groups like al-qaeda i guess al-qaeda controlled the afghani government for a while so you know what what the fuck do i know but you know why do we call them terrorists and not militants even though we do comparable things to them because they're not us they're unorganized they're animalistic you know they're 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 chaotic right and why you know hamas is already killing people you can prove that you know there there are plenty of like very undoctored seeming videos that show hamas killing people that you know anyone with any semblance of sense would probably uh, uh believe you can you can see them do terrible things so why exaggerate it well because you know that people who are supporting you already and like everybody can acknowledge that hamas is you know killing a bunch of people so is it that much harder to believe that they're doing something like beheading 40 babies right is that is it so much harder to believe that um and uh when you ask for proof it's like you're crass how dare you ask for proof they said it they already killed all these people you can't believe they they did this as well um but the reason why you know they need you to believe that they'll they'll do stuff like do the 40 beheaded babies is um to show you that they are irrational it's the same reason reason why they equate them with isis as well you know isis you know, they were they were foaming at the mouth fucking psychopaths, you know, that didn't have a fucking plan, didn't have any real attainable goal, you know, uh, you know, so they and the only way they were going to you know, be stopped is with uh, violent dispersion. Right. Uh, so it is in Israel's interest to convince you that uh, Hamas is the same way. These are people that can't be reasoned with. They have the same sort of a disconnection to life as ISIS, right? You know, they have the same, you know, they fundamentally depleted decency. Uh, you know, they, they aren't people who are using violence exclusively for political means. They are using violence to terrorize and undermine. And, you know, uh, the, the, and, you know, they, they are, they are, uh, the thing that must be stomped out, you know, or they're Nazis in a way. They are equating them with Nazis, people that have gone so mad that the only way to end their reign is is with uh, a terrible, brutal violence. Um, and I don't believe this to be true. I, I'm sure if you, you disagree with me or you're a liberal, uh, a person who's invested in the idea of Israeli symmetry with these powers, then you're you're probably going to view hamas as capable of these things and you know driven by some sort of uh wild islamo-fascist rage or something like that and uh you know i i you know who can 
who can peer into the minds of men? But I, I do believe uh, that Hamas is uh, an organization which is f very fundamentally different from ISIS. I mean, they hate each other, which is, you know, they, they were opposed with each other. They were enemies, which will show you how much uh, they dislike each other. But also, they are not frothing at the mouth lunatics in the same way that ISIS was. They are, they are an organization that has demands that, if attained, uh, you know, they can potentially see reason. Uh, they still do brutal things, I, I don't deny that they killed a bunch of people. They absolutely killed a lot of I Israeli people uh, in the most recent thing. But um, the more you, you, you take that information and then the more you extrapolate that, then they've beheaded 40 babies. I don't think they did that. <laughs> I, I, I wanted more proof from that story in order to back up that claim other than what appeared to be a couple of IDF spokespeople. But uh, I know that seems crass. It might seem crass to you. But it, I think it, when you're dealing with this amount of information, and especially a claim as, you know, egregious and serious as 40, you know, something other than just the word of a person who we know is existentially opposed to this other party and is willing to say or do anything in order to fulfill that goal, at least by my measure. Um so uh, there, there was there was that story. There was the forty beheaded baby story, which you know, if you're a liberal and you're like fuming and you think that I have been brainwashed by Hamas and I'm supporting a narrative, then you know, okay, that's that's fine. We can be none of us are solving this. All right, none of us sitting at home being armchair detective or anything like that are solving this. We can we can maybe do material things like get people to support organizations that we like or call various senators. But on an individual level, we're just having a, a discussion here. So if you're like mad at me right now, just remember, I don't affect you. I, I, I truly don't affect you. I'm not trying to spin propaganda. Well, I guess I am in a way. I, I am firmly pro-Palestine, but I don't think it's propaganda because I have convinced myself. I think I know for... A vast certainty that it is the objectively correct <laughs> position to take in this situation because I have internalized the idea of the vast asymmetry between Israel and Palestine and uh, how just cosmically, uh, incredibly unfair the whole fucking situation is. Um, and if you don't believe that, if you do believe that, you know, they are just a proxy region for Iran and there are more powerful forces at work because, you know, you pay attention to the NATSEC news, you are the OSINT guys, you know, then fine, you know, whatever. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to try to burst your bubble. You can believe you are smarter than me, which is fine. Lots of people are smarter than me. You might be correct. I don't think you are. But who, who knows anything in this vast world? I mean, that's the, that's the thing. That gets down to the crux of... as So if you believe that every side is capable of doing disinformation, and not just disinformation, but sophisticated disinformation. Like, we saw some, like, really... We're seeing some sort of dog shit disinfo by, by the IDF recently. Um, 
But, uh, you know, we know that everybody is sort of lying to each other a little constantly in order to control narratives, right? That's just a, that's just a fact of the world now. I actually think that's sort of why the whole, like, troll posting or, like, uh, wantonly or purposely spreading, like, funny misinformation on Twitter, it's actually, there, there's a strange utilitarian purpose to it, which is, uh, you know, just sort of being able to intuitively notice uh, posts that are, are meant to prod you or meant to get at you that have no real backing or that somebody doesn't actually believe, you know, it, it in a way, because they sort of do this, this play play form of media literacy, it actually in a strange way prepares you a little for uh, doubting information that is brought to you by more uh, credible sources. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's the sort of, um, that it, that's what I say intuitive because that's what it gets right down to is intuition. I think as disinfo becomes more sophisticated, as deepfakes get better, as AI gets better, um, which I think it will. Some people say it won't. It'll run into stuff. But I, I see this technology increasing because there are a lot of single-minded nerds out there who like to bring their their ideas into creation, and that's what you're competing with. So they're, they're going to advance that technology. And so it will become just impossible to trust anything in the future you know it, 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 like we're it's already difficult now but like uh, i i mean forget about you know oh artists are losing out because of ai imagery no what's really going to be fucked up about ai imagery is that if it gets uh, sophisticated enough then there goes reality you know instant Instant information, instant noise, instant fucking, uh, constant disinfo uh, that we're going to be seeing. So how are you going to be able to divine truth in a world like that uh, as that technology becomes more sophisticated and more accessible to anyone such that any person with a phone could make sophisticated disinfo? May, I hope it doesn't get to that point, but what if it does, you know? Um, and I think it, it looks like it's going to do that. You know, I fucking hope I'm wrong, and I'm frequently wrong, so, you know, uh, but uh, that is sort of my anxiety right now, that this will become so powerful that we won't be able to practice rationality anymore because rationality is really only as good as the information that informs it. You know, I think that's why we like science and math, because um, to some degree, uh, it's very difficult to fake uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff when it's been uh, assessed and done properly, when it's been through double blind experiments or it's sort of evolved through the scientific method. There's lots of bad science and junk science out there, and it, it, it it's on you to sort of disprove that and try and divine between which science has been tested accurately and which hasn't. But um it, it is easier to know objective truths in those mediums than it is in um, qualitative, historical, or journalistic mediums where it is dependent on qualitative language to uh, create reality. Um, and once you're able to fully manipulate that qualitative language, uh, where do you fucking go? 
you know, how do you know anything is true at that point? Is Philip K. fucking dick at that point, you know? And I think the answer lies in what, what we're seeing now is intuition, is faith, is truthiness, is, as, as Colbert put it at the beginning of the Bush era that, that made his show pretty good, and then he got less good. But, um, yeah, we, we are now, more than ever, will be ha- having to hold on to our axiomatic, subjective, almost faith-based based beliefs on what is true and what isn't. It's, it's going to be a lot more in divining what the truth is because uh, the sophisticated disinfo tools are, are just going to keep promulgating at a, at a, at a huge fucking rate. Are you going to keep uh, repeating themselves at a huge fucking rate? It's a... Uh, yeah, you are now going to become dependent on your beliefs... Your beliefs, your feelings, your qualitative observations are going to matter more than anything that purports to be a quantitative assessment, which is really fucking weird, you know? (laughs) I don't want that to happen. I don't want faith to become a more more reasonable way or an equally reasonable way of knowing as um, information, of rationality, but... um, Looks like, looks like it's going that way. And I think that's ultimately, I want to, you know, I want to talk about an example recently of how sort of your faith or your intuitive understanding of a situation will color what you believe on an issue. Um, And I'll use an example from uh, the the conflict and uh, another piece of the news cycle, which was the hospital bombing that uh, specifically there was one hospital bombing. I forget uh, the date that it occurred. It was recently. But um, uh, when it was initially reported, there was a video that was vetted and confirmed by major news sources, confirmed by WAPO and other stuff like that. It was a video shot from a window. Uh, Did not look fake or doctor i have no way of knowing it but many people weighed in on it said that the initial video that came out uh with the news of that hospital bombing was you know verifiable and accurate so i'm going off of that and uh you watch the video it shot from a window uh looking over uh the hospital um you hear uh you hear a what sounds like a, a streak and then a big explosion and a and a big fire at what is uh, the Alakli Hospital in uh, in Gaza, and uh, so the numbers that initially came out of that was 500 casualties or 500 deaths, um, and the, the that so people who are pro Palestine were like, this is you know obvious evidence of israel's brutality and par for the course because you know they've been bombing hospitals all week you know they frequently bomb hospitals they they the 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 ministry the christian ministry that the hospital was attached to in jerusalem confirmed that they had received you know warnings from israel about the hospital bombings that hospital had already been bombed to uh, a, a much less destructive degree uh, earlier that week, uh, 
Israel is now currently telling all hospitals to evacuate. So it's something they do. Israel does bomb hospitals. It doesn't usually result in 500 deaths, though. You know, it results in five deaths here, you know, seven deaths. Something that when when the destruction ramps up to this scale, something that is uh, more easily ignorable for the you know, the armchair, you know, stupid Amerifat news watcher like me. Uh, so, you know, you ignore those those ones, but this is like a, this is a big one that happened. So, um, so Hamas initially blames it and not, not, but it, it's weird. People saying like this information was just coming from Hamas, but it seems like there were like a bunch of doctors and civilians around the the hospital too that were not necessarily Hamas affiliated affiliated that were also testifying to the likelihood that it was in Israeli airstrike but i i guess you know these are randos right we can't verify them right so it's like whatever you you believe what you want to believe so um uh so and then you know uh so there's this dispute as to Israel doesn't take credit for it. They say that what happened was initially they say it's a misfired Hamas rocket. And then they, that was going into Israel. And then they say it was an intercepted Hamas rocket that then fell on the hospital and created some sort of gas explosion, I guess, or, you know, created some sort of incendiary, uh, uh, because if, you know, the initial video, that, like, big fireball video that we saw from the window is to be believed, that was a huge fucking explosion, right? I don't know if it comes from a Hamas rocket or not. I'm, I believe it came from, you know, I'm going to say up front, I think it was, I think it was an Israeli airstrike. You can hate me if you want. You can say I'm getting bad information, but um, I'll tell, I'll, I'll sort of explain. I'm, I'm going to try and justify that. I'm not going to take it for granted i'll tell you the news source that i'm using to justify that so yeah then it becomes a hamas rocket that falls to the earth creates some sort of incendiary fireball uh that you know is responsible for uh some amount of casualties then the following day there becomes daytime footage uh, available of the destruction and the 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 bomb or whatever the, the bomb hits the it appears to have hit a parking lot left a very small crater um and people are doubting not just the fact that it was an israeli airstrike they say it seems more in line with the 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 smaller type of uh the smaller less impactful type of missile that hamas seems to use they say they're also doubting the casualty count now because they're saying that they're, oh, I'm sure some people were killed, but 500 seems like a lot, and these are Hamas numbers, right? Um, and uh, these OSINT guys, yeah, they're doing analysis around the crater and the damage around their hospital, and they say, I don't think what what they were saying it was uh, a JDAM, uh, what so, some military experts or some people who are in the pro-Palestine were identifying the Israeli airstrike missile as a jdam missile which i know nothing about artillery or bombs or rockets i'm just going off what i see on the fucking news so um so if you believe the initial numbers 500 and you saw the the what seems to be the verified video of the uh, bomb going off sort of that little streaky noise this 
noise and the 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 scale of the explosion then you're and you see somebody and and you know that's the other thing about the fucking disinfo is there are military experts there were like people who are fully credentialed uh, who will go to the news and talk to the news uh, who are people that would have experience with this and you would have a reason to trust about this there seemed to be an equal amount <laughs> At least by my reckoning, ones who said, yes, this is a JDAM, this is a JDAM, and then another who says, no, this is not a JDAM. I'm sure, you know, the people, you know, uh, the NATSEC people are saying, oh, you, all of the military experts who said it's a JDAM, they're frauds, or, you know, they're, they're some randos, or, you know, they're, they're Nazis in hiding or something like that, and I don't know, maybe, but probably not, I think, I think, so that's the difficulty, you have credentialed people who are saying the opposite things on this and you know both sides have an interest to distort the reality around them so how do you, who do you trust you know and it comes down to fucking intuition you need to like at some point it comes down to these sort of basic logical things and i know that sounds stupid because it sounds like well just need a little common sense in this situation which is the clarion call of every moron you know just need a little common sense but that's what this disinfo thing is forcing us to do we now have to parse this shit out using sort of this qualitative anecdotal logic because we can't trust rationality anymore because all information is distorted or you know maybe that's what Israel wants you wants you to think. I I yeah I I really think that just in the sheer willingness to show us the the breadth and the amount of dead children on their side, you know I I think Gaza is just way less likely to distort inf or they don't have to distort information is not enough because. The destruction that's happening to them is m much more serious and much more difficult. Uh, you know, and the 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 recent killings uh, of the Israeli people were serious and difficult. Which is when I say that how much more fucking serious and difficult the Gazans are, and how much more willing they are to show us these what seemingly very real photos, these very real reports, and not just real reports. It's like there's a million. Gazans, uh, people like uh, who are in there, who are not hum affiliated with Hamas, who are doing on-the-ground reporting, who have fucking Twitter accounts, who are like, the Israeli airstrikes will not stop, and the next day they're they're dead. You know, you know, you don't believe all of those people. You know, it's like at some point there are certain things you can do to assess which randos on the internet are telling the truth. That's also the other thing about the hospital bombing that came out was that weird fucking audio recording that Israel produced of the two Hamas terrorists saying that, oh, yeah, it was from one of our rockets. It, like, and then Channel 4 got a hold of that, and they immediately debunked it. Like, or, like, you could see a bunch of Arabic speakers in the comics saying, uh, comments saying, these Hamas guys, they are not speaking with Gazan accents. They're, <laughs> you know, the, the audio is mixed to different, you know, there's weird, suspicious stuff about it, you know, and they're saying the exact thing that confirms Israel's thesis as well. You know, it's not, and they have this, they can plan stuff in secret, but Israel has the capability to just listen in on them. Const I don't understand, you know, 
And if Israel wasn't responsible for the hospital bombing, why would they even need to release this audio recording in the first place? You know, I don't under... This seemingly lazy piece of Hasbara, why would they... And, you know, and why I believe that it was also Israel for the hospital bombing is because, I mean, the sole source, the sole institutional news source that I've seen that seems to have any clarity... Uh, on this, excluding Al Jazeera. I know liberals won't take Al Jazeera seriously because, you know, it's, oh, it's Qatar has a lot of interest in, you know, Islam. You know, they're motivated by Islam or whatever. But Channel 4, which is not... <laughs> Channel 4, which is a pretty neutral... I don't think they have an axe to grind, really. Uh, uh, it, they seem relatively unbiased to me. They've been doing some top-notch reporting on these controversies, you know, ones which don't definitively say that Israeli did the airstrike. I'll add that if you watch the Channel 4 coverage, they do not definitively say that Israel did the airstrike. What they actually do um, is um, they, they go to these companies which actually do have expertise in analyzing video and audio data and they report on them for uh, what the airstrikes are. Channel Four, you can look this, you can look this up. The Channel Four report on the hospital bombing is uh, uh, they got the ear, they got a company called Earshot, which apparently does audio analysis of videos. Uh, you know, who knows? I just found out about them. I'm taking them uh, at their word. It's vetted by Channel Four, which is in. Uh, some sort of uh, institution that has credentials and seems interested in, uh, you know, doing some sort of accurate reporting, you know, just as much as any other channel, right? But, you know, if that's true, then I should be able to trust them on this, right? So they get this company called Earshot. They get Forensic Analytics, another company, to do audio and video analysis. And they say that um, uh, from the Doppler effect analysis from this earshot company uh they say that the rocket did not emanate from the southwest as israel had said uh because that would have been where hamas was launching it uh it came from the northeast you know from like the direction where israel is <laughs> but you know even with that information channel four good on them for their journalistic ethics wouldn't commit to fully saying that an israeli airstrike did it you know because that's still the evidence well convincing to someone like me who's obviously pro-palestine is still kind of circumstantial you know it's not definitive foolproof uh what they also reported on is hamas said that they had an israeli warhead that was evidence of the hospital bombing but they never produced that warhead which is you know who knows for that reason maybe hamas was lying about that it's, it, in all it's it's likely that they were or who knows i have no idea what to fucking assess. that's the problem with the, i have to go off intuition at this point because there's all this fucking clutter <laughs> there's all this goddamn clutter so at, at some point you just have to believe that axiomatic part of you you know, which is, I think, what most people are going on nowadays, even if they've convinced themselves that they are the most objective, rational data analytics people in the world. But they will ignore this Channel 4 stuff or say that's propaganda or they have some sort of axe to grind or something like that because that would suit their narrative, right? Um, so, 
Yeah, well, I, who knows what fucking happened. I think Israel did the airstrike. I can't prove it for certain. Um, but yeah, the, even on the like Channel 4 reporting when they were talking about... So what the OSINT guys were talking about in the daytime analysis is it looks like there wasn't much incendiary damage to the building. It hit a parking lot. Uh, there wasn't a big crater. Couldn't have been a JDAM, right? As some of the people were saying. Couldn't have been a JDAM, right? Uh, because JDAMs leave a bigger crater. But then... Of course, there's an answer to that, which is, oh, there's a type of JDAM called an airburst, which explodes before it hits the ground, right? Which Channel 4 also reported on. It's like, it, there wasn't a large crater, but there are things called airbursts. And, you know, while Channel 4 wasn't outright implying that Israel did the airstrike, it seemed that they were, you know, saying that, eh, story is like... The OSINT people are going to say that, you know, oh, Hamas definitely did this. But you also cannot say that. It is very difficult to say that. You don't have really good proof to say that Hamas did this other than the word of Israel and then a bunch of countervailing Doppler fucking proof against you. You know, so it, it, it's like uh, everyone is operating on this axiomatic uh, faith level at, at, at some point. I think... And everybody thinks, including me, that they are the more informed party, that they have the ability to cut through the bullshit with their extended media literacy skills. And I guess you have to believe that about yourself at some point because, you know, that's it becomes an extension of your beliefs. You, you, you believe that your beliefs are informed by your rationality and not the other way around. You always do, right? <laughs> you know, you, uh, but uh, it's often the opposite. But except for me, I'm the one that is <laughs> I am the one that is correct. Um, so, yeah, and th that's that whole, um, you know, you, even talking about the hospital bombing, uh, seems frustrating because it's like, okay, we're, we're dithering about this one hospital bombing when Israel has done a bunch of other bombings that nobody is disputing or like nobody's really seriously saying that Hamas did, including that recent one at the church. I'm sure people are disputing that and saying Hamas did it or something like that but um yeah christian church was recently bombed by israel that everyone pretty much agrees that israel did that shit you know so uh, uh you know we're so why are we dithering about this one bombing because the the, the thing of that is that's part of the strategy too it, you present this information which seems disprovable or slightly disprovable and you end up getting people arguing about it constantly um, and that obfuscates the general message of, oh, they're doing a, a bunch of way more provable destruction. Maybe we should be focusing on that. You know, maybe you are, uh, you know, succumbing to that propaganda by constantly harping on the, uh, constantly harping on the, uh, 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 uh disinformation about the hospital issue. But the other thing about it is what, you know, is that uh, you need to disprove it, disinformation too, or you need to call it into doubt or have the conversation about it because you, you need to show that one party is capable of producing very elaborate bullshit that is used to obfuscate, or at least that's the reason that hospital the hospital bombing discussion is happening because uh, and it continues to occupy uh, some arguments because. Uh, 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 it is, uh, 
you know you sort of if you're trying to get at the whole like holistic difficulties with uh talking about israel you have to address the fact that they do lie (laughs) they do lie sometimes and it's difficult to trust what they say because of the many instances of them doing that the many provable instances of them doing that that we know about um so uh I, I really, you know, I, I, I think there was also that. There was also just, um, you know, there, there was that really confusing one that was released where it was a bunch of, like, a, it was a, a post by uh, some guy on Twitter. The same guy, I might add, who initially posted that Israel did the airstrike bombing and then deleted it. <laughs> but this guy, he posted a picture of... Uh, Palestinians, look at your Hamas leadership. You know they're they're in luxury while you are, uh, uh, while you are suffering. And it was a picture of uh, them playing ping pong. Hamas leadership playing ping pong. They're on a private jet. They're uh, doing workouts and stuff. The thing about the picture was the pictures were is that they were um, AI. <laughs> it's I I don't know if they were wholly generated by AI. There was a community note on Twitter that said that these photos have only been retouched by AI. Oh, okay, they've only been retouched by AI. There's some sort of core photograph that's out there. Can I see that photograph? No, I can only see the AI retouched photographs. Okay, you know, (laughs) just stuff that's like, what, what are you doing? Why is this such? Why is this so sloppy? I did it used to be this sloppy? Was uh, like it feels and and you know that's why it feels like I'm taking crazy pills or my natural intuition towards the the pro believing in the pro Palestine uh, information more because it doesn't seem like their propaganda is as like weirdly on its face strange and manufactured. I mean, some of it I'm sure might be, but who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't fucking anything. But Jesus Christ, yeah, the the shittiness of the fucking Hasbara lately has been what's really been driving me fucking crazy, and feels like I'm I'm like being gaslit by the world, and has only further served to enhance my intuitive belief that everything you you should just never really trust anything they say. They they have sort of uh, divorce themselves from my ability to trust them. And I wouldn't want to trust them. You know, I would want to believe, you know, I was raised Jewish. I want to believe that Israel is good and does good things. You know, I want to believe that this homeland for the Jews, the Jewish people were given a homeland and we were able to wield power responsibly and we are a shining beacon on the hill. But I don't think we are. <laughs> I don't think we're... And, you know, I say we because I do feel... There is some part of me that is married to this fucking weird statecraft project. And I feel like I am complicit or responsible for it somehow. As a, as a fucking Jewish person. And so, you know, I, I have to take responsibility for this as well. Which is why I, I feel that uh, I, I have to say that, no, they, they lie. <laughs> and it's difficult to trust them on anything. You know, whether you trust Hamas on stuff is that's that's a different conversation. But I would see why Hamas would need to, you know, there because if you believe like me, they're dealing with like an asymmetrical thing, you know. Uh, 
but I don't know where I'm fucking going with it. Either way, it's just whether or not you can believe that you're the most rational person on earth, you can believe that you're above it all, you have the strength to assess this purely and reasonably, you are like, you know, you're, you sort of have this Kissinger-like ability, we're in this, uh, the, the Israel-Palestine situation is com more complicated than just an oppressed and oppressor because there's this delicate balance of terror proxy war that is happening over that region between a bunch of interested parties you know you can you can believe that uh and y if you do believe that at your heart you know you will always be more willing to trust what israel has to say and i don't think i don't think you're you know unlike a lot of people on the left and i'll get heat from the left i don't think you're monsters for this you know i think you've been i i think there are reasons you have to believe that however flawed our state or current system or democracy however bloody and brutal there is some sort of existential threat to it there is which is represented by i don't know an encroaching islamo-fascist threat even though by my reckoning i don't think they have any sort of power uh, to like and you know iran people people are fucking oh fucking iran Oh, they're going to, it's going to escalate to that, which I was, you know, I, even I was speculating or fearful of. But we killed one of their generals. They did nothing. <laughs> we murdered one of their guys just out and out. And they were like, ah, this sucks. But, you know, can't really, don't really have the resources to fight the U.S. We don't have the money to do that, really. So, you know, um, if they didn't, if they didn't, you know, escalate over that, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be difficult to see what will propel them to do it but yeah maybe maybe i am the one who is axiomatically poisoned because of my bias i have bought into a narrative of i have bought into the woke narrative of oppressed versus oppressor and see whatever the oppressor does is justified in their pursuit of freedom you know maybe that's i've been poisoned by that or whatever i don't no <laughs> the answer to that is no i am the rational one <laughs> Because my intuition is better. I think at that point, you know, it's weird how eventually the, the people who who will be the best at assessing what is real and what is fake will be the people that have the best intuition, which is, is fucking crazy to think about. Um, but uh, uh, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. People that have this ability to make qualitative observations in such a way in a world where quantitative observations are no longer reliable um and that will become the way in the future which we will divine truth it's already how we're divining truth right now i mean to some degree it's all, always have how we've divined truth but you know during the uh, the enlightenment and uh, even now we've held on to these ideas that there is a greater truth to be held. There is some sort of rational or objective truth that science or logic or um, academic skepticism can divine. And we held on to those ideas in certain intellectual circles for for a time, but um, it it got eroded by technology, you know. So um, that's where that's where we're at now. And if you've listened to me ramble about this and my sort of uninformed everyday. Uh, everyday style, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not I'm not Mr. News Genius, you know. I don't think you are necessarily better informed for having listened to me. I'm talking about what I feel. If you take something from this, then good. Um so how do you so there's a there's also like a corollary to this, which is when you are constantly affronted with this information, these dueling pieces of seemingly credible information and you don't know how to divine it, it creates a, an insanity effect. You feel like you're going insane. You feel like you're being gaslit. You feel like a, you're a protagonist in a Philip K. Dick novel. Like a, the world is not, the world around you is not your world. Um, and so how do you fight this? You know, just in a general, not just through intuition, but how do you fight the feeling that you're going insane? And... Um, to me, there there is like a sort of um, there's a a, a weird uh, I'm, I'm gonna relate it to and you might think I'm a fucking asshole and I probably am a fucking asshole but there with Alistair Crowley <laughs> Alistair Crowley obviously a fucking nut job and you know Satanism is dumb and you know a fucking weirdo and you know he didn't no, nothing what he said is like objectively correct in any sense of the word but. There are certain metaphorical exercises that I think uh, we can learn about his understanding of the word magic and what the, the phrase magic was, where um, in Aleister Crowley's understanding, and like my limited understanding of what Aleister Crowley believed, was that magic, more than, you know, sort of spells enacting a... Uh, a physics chain reaction that can spontaneously generate fire or something like that magic is is much more like this language programming thing it's this thing where if you repeat a word enough or if you do a sigil or if you put enough effort or repeat an idea you are sort of going to subconsciously and influence those around you to subconsciously act in a way as to bring this idea into fruition it's, you know, and that's just life. You know, that's just talking to people. That's just expressing an idea, right? Um, but accompanying this magic and what makes it work is literally your faith or your intuitive belief in it, how strong you believe in it. Um, but also with magic is uh, it is chaotic and the information or the sensual information that you use to divine it changes every day and drastically at the drop of a hat and so not only do you need the ability to construct a worldview that you have the utmost belief in but to also destroy that worldview at a moment's notice once different information or a different context has uh uh provided something you know and then strongly believe in that worldview sort of like a, a a form of uh super sanity or something like that where you can have conviction you can have faith you can have intuitive belief but you can also uh dash that conviction to have a new intuitive belief and that is not you know usually when that happens to people when you have some sort of core religious or like axiomatic belief that is challenged it is this devastating moment for people. But what you have to have is that you, can, you can't experience that devastation because that's going to be every day 
from now on. You're going to be told something one day. You are going to form your axiomatic core of beliefs are going to change around that information. And then the next day you will be told the opposite thing or something that seems equally provable. And you will have to adjust to that. You know, and that's I think we're all in the process of learning how to do that as well. Um, I think everybody is sort of doing like, you know, practicing this weird Satanist Crowley magic uh, intuitively now because of the nature of how um, reality has changed because of the constant language programming that is occurring. You know, the constant repetition of an idea, whether true or false or having some elements of truth or having some elements of falseness, you know, just the fact that we live in this uh, media world of rapidly repeating language viruses like Pontypool or something like that. Uh, that is now, or, or like Cities of the Red Knight by uh, Burroughs or something like that, that we have these, uh, have to compete with these linguistic viruses now. I think the only way to uh, deal with that is just to constantly have that shifting sense of axiomatic intuition well which isn't to say you know don't change you should still have core beliefs you should still have things that undergird you know the like core humanitarian beliefs that people should be treated with a certain amount of rights and a certain amount of movement just relating your own personal experience what you would want not just your own personal experience but also what what rights could we provide to everyone such as to make the world uh more peaceful and uh less conflict ridden and to give people some shot at dignity or agency. You know, I think those core axiomatic beliefs you don't fuck with. But in terms of the ones that undergird these issues that you can uh, be, be uh, easily influenced by or misled by disinformation by, I think um, those axiomatic beliefs, uh, you need to be able to shift them if if something new or something some some sort of shock moment happens or maybe i'm wrong about that i could be totally fucking wrong about that because that's the point of sort of shock moments like we we learned from naomi klein and the shock doctrine is to get you to question your core beliefs is to get you to question your core axiomatic beliefs and change them with information so maybe what i just said was fucking bullshit i guess the truth is i don't know how to deal <laughs> with this the the greater truth is you know, forget about all that advice I, I just spun because it's like I don't know how to deal with this and neither do you. I guess it, it all comes down to what I said before. It's you need to at some point rely on intuition or a core axiomatic idea of what's happening. And my core axiomatic idea of what's happening is there is a very powerful country that sees a much smaller, significantly less powerful uh, a group of people as an existential threat to them and uh, they are doing things to them which you would do to people you thought were an existential threat. I do not believe the Palestinians are an existential threat to Israel at all. I do not, I do not think that. I, I think it's going to take a lot of countervailing information to make me believe that the Palestinians are a massive existential threat to Israel in the same way that Israel is an existential threat to the Palestinians. Um, that is what that loop of information and rationality and axiomatic thinking has led to me thus far. And so far, all of these news cycles of disinfo have yet to 
disabuse me of that belief. And if you think I'm a fucking asshole for it, you know, that's whatever. I don't care. It's I I know this. <laughs> you know, as much as I can know anything, I know that we are seeing a, a, a horrible fucking situation that one side exclusively has the power to end. Once again, you are asking people to give up power. One of the most difficult things to ask people to do. But that's what we have to do. And, you know, I don't know the best ways to get at it. I do want to repeat the, the Palestinian charities I mentioned at uh, the beginning of the program. The PCRF, uh, the Medical Aid for Palestinians, the uh, UNRWA, the uh, ANERA, A-N-E-R-A, and uh, the Red Crescent Society of Palestine. Donate to those. I know for whatever else you fucking believe about all of these situations, you know, they need the fucking money a lot. And uh, you would do, if you're worried about how you can help, besides, you know, talking to your senators or emailing or showing up at demonstrations, cold hard cash is the way the world works, and that always helps. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you comment on it, you disagree. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I don't want to, you know, call you a fucker outright. I'm not. I'm. I am less hostile to you than other, uh, maybe people that have my position. Uh, I want to have a conversation with you and try to convince you in a calm manner of why my axiomatic belief is is the one that is uh, truer than perhaps your current one. Uh, I, I, well, you know, I think we can have a conversation about this. You talk to me, uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's uh, try and figure out the truth together. <laughs>